0: MCTV.
1: Today. my name is Ramy Schertzberg and I'm the director of care management at my Michigan Health I'm going to be the moderator for our discussion today on advanced care planning with me is our advanced care planning specialist Amy Bailey sheets and our advanced care planning educator Kelly Perry Amy would you like to tell us a little bit about your background Certainly. I have been a licensed master's level social worker
2: since 2004 and have work experience in community mental health and substance abuse treatment prior to my my employment with My Michigan Health in 2010. Since joining our health system, I have worked as an inpatient social worker and helped patients at the bedside create advanced care planning documents. I have also educated their families and the medical team about this important document. I started my role as advanced care planning specialist in December of 2019 and have worked to further educate staff and community members via workshops, articles in the Midland Daily News, and My Michigan Health podcast. My work also includes improving our processes regarding advanced care planning, creating tools for staff, keeping up with changes in our state, and reviewing advanced care planning documents that have been submitted to our health system for
3: accuracy.
1: Thank you, Amy. Kelly, would you like to share a little bit about your background as well?
3: Yes, thank you. I've been in my current position for a little over three years, but I have nearly 20 years of experience in public speaking, case management, and community outreach. For much of that time, I was working with the elderly and low-income individuals and families. It's really nice to be able to connect people with the resources that they need. Mm -hmm. As the advanced care planning educator, I am able to work with individuals one-on-one to help them complete their advanced directive. I provide education and training both to our staff at My Michigan Health and um, to the community at large. And like Amy, I review any advanced care planning documents that are submitted to our health system.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Well, let's begin our discussion about advanced care planning. Kelly, can you explain what advanced care planning is and why it is important for every adult to start thinking about?
3: Absolutely. Advanced care planning is a process of determining what types of medical care you would or would not like to receive. This process should be started early in our adulthood when we are healthy and not burdened with a serious diagnosis and should be revisited periodically as we age, as our health changes, or as our preferences for care change. But... Don't worry if you haven't started it yet, there's still time. We often think of advanced care planning as something that is done at the end of our lives. While that is when most of our choices about care are reviewed, we can also utilize an advanced directive as a tool to help guide our care prior to end of life. The process of advanced care planning involves thoughtful reflection on the things that are important to you. Think about your personal values and past experiences. Define what makes your life meaningful. Consider your religious and cultural beliefs. The next step is to carefully consider who would be a good person to be your patient advocate. Sometimes they are referred to as a healthcare agent or a surrogate decision maker, but Michigan law refers to these individuals as patient advocates, and so that is the term that we use. Mm This person will not be asked to make medical decisions for you unless it has been been determined that you cannot make these decisions for yourself. We often default to our spouse or to our oldest adult child, and that may not be the best person for the job. Your advocate doesn't even need to be related to you. There are a few things to consider when choosing your advocate. First, is this person willing to accept the responsibilities of the patient advocate and will they discuss your wishes with you? Is this a person that you trust to follow your wishes even if they don't agree with them? And can this individual make difficult decisions during highly stressful, highly emotional situations? So now it's time to take all of that information about your goals and your wishes and put it in writing. You can create a document that will be legally valid here in the state of Michigan and that will give your advocates something to follow if they are called upon to make decisions for you. Lastly, you need to share and discuss any advance directive that you have created with your advocates, with your family, and most importantly, with your primary care provider. Talk to them give clarification if needed, and be prepared to answer any questions that they may have. These conversations can be especially important if you receive a new diagnosis of a serious illness, if there is a decline in your current health, or if you make any changes to your treatment preferences. Advanced care planning is important because as capable adults we all have the right to decide how we want to live our lives. That includes what medical care we do or we do not want. The best way to ensure that our wishes are known is to have conversations with our primary care providers as well as our advocates and to have them on a fairly regular basis. Also putting those thoughts in writing creates a guide for our advocates and even for the medical team to use.
1: Thank you so much for that information. Amy, once someone is ready to start the advanced care planning process, what steps should they take? An individual may choose a
2: variety of routes to create a document. There are free forms available on MyMichigan Health, other health systems, and Making Choices Michigan. We have trained facilitators in all of our MyMichigan outpatient offices that may assist with that process, or an individual can choose to go to their attorney to create this important document. Our state does not require a specific document be used, but does give details about what should be included in that document for it to be a valid legal document. Uh, Those specific details are a patient advocate must be named, the individual must give that patient advocate authority to make decisions on their behalf regarding their health care, the individual must sign and date the document in the presence of two witnesses, and those two witnesses must also sign and date the document. An individual may choose to share their preferences for care. We certainly encourage that, but it is not a requirement for a valid legal document. It is helpful to have a trained facilitator or an attorney assist with this process to ensure that a valid document is used and that the witnessing guidelines are met. Individuals may contact Kelly or me to be connected with a trained facilitator. Once that advance directive is completed, an individual should keep the original copy and share a copy with their patient advocate, their loved ones, and their preferred health system. Included in that preferred health system is their primary care provider and their preferred hospital. And they should share it with other important people in their lives. An advance directive does not have an expiration date, and any preferences for care shared in that document may become outdated as the individual's health changes. That's why it's so important for individuals to continue to talk to their patient advocates, their loved ones, and their primary care provider as their health changes. It is also important to note that an individual may
1: revoke their document at any time thank you amy you both have shared with me that you're asked multiple questions about advanced care planning and the process of creating an advanced directive i was hoping we could spend some time answering some of those questions kelly why don't i start with you question one is do i need to fill out an advanced directive
3: no it is not necessary to complete an advanced directive in order to receive medical treatment however Completing an advanced directive is the best possible way to ensure that your preferences for care are known and that the person that you most trust will be able to make decisions for you in the event that you can't make those decisions for yourself. Also, having your wishes in writing may help to avoid confusion or conflict in what could potentially be a highly stressful and emotional time.
1: Definitely. Question two is for Amy. I have an advanced directive. What should I do now?
2: I would make sure that your patient advocate and your preferred health system both have a copy, the most updated copy of your document. And uh, I would have a conversation with your primary care provider about this document. I would use your advance directive as a talking piece with your patient advocate, your loved ones and your primary care provider. To share your document with My Michigan Health, you can simply bring it to any of our offices and our hospital, you can also use my chart to upload your document into our medical record.
1: Great, next question. Can I make changes to my advanced directive?
2: Yes, you may make changes or revoke your document at any time. If you change who you have selected as your patient advocate, then you need to create a new document and have that witnessed appropriately. By creating a new document, you automatically revoke your previous document. Anytime that you make changes, be sure that you give a copy, um, that most updated copy, to your patient advocate, loved ones, and preferred health system,
1: and have that conversation with your primary care provider about this updated document. Great. Here's a good question Will my advance directive and wishes be honored if I go out of state?
3: Maybe. I do think it's a good idea to carry your advance directive with you in either your vehicle's glove box or your carry-on luggage when you travel. However, each state has its own rules and regulations regarding what documents are acceptable and what is required to make that document legally valid in their state. I can't speak for what other states will or will not allow. But I can tell you that at our health system, if we receive an advanced directive from another state, it still has to meet the Michigan requirements for us to accept it as a valid document.
1: So can you tell me what those requirements are?
3: Sure. For a document to be legally valid in the state of Michigan, there has to be at least one person named as a patient advocate, and that advocate must be given authority to make choices for the patient about their health care. Then the patient has to sign and date the form in front of two witnesses, and those witnesses also need to sign and date the form.
1: Great. Here's another excellent question. Does my patient advocate start making decisions for me as soon as I sign my advance directive?
2: No, they do not. You remain the decision maker for your own medical and mental health. Should there be a time when you are unable to make your own decisions, for example, if you become so ill that you can't make your own choices, you will be evaluated by either two physicians or a physician and licensed psychologist. If they determine that you are unable to make your choices, they will put that determination in writing. This determination will be made part of your medical record and your patient advocate and you will receive a copy of this determination. This determination must be reviewed yearly by your attending physician and it can be reversed if you regain your ability to make your own decisions.
1: Great. So do individuals need to go to an attorney to have these forms prepared?
3: No, it is not necessary to have an attorney help you complete a health care advance directive. Although if you are seeking the services of an attorney to create a financial power of attorney or a will, they may offer to create the health care advance directive as part of their quote-unquote package. Um, But you can elect to complete the document on your own or with the help of family and family or friends, excuse me. And as Amy mentioned earlier, if further assistance is needed, My Michigan Health has a number of trained advanced care planning facilitators who can help.
1: Absolutely. Does that mean that a health care power of attorney is not the same as a general or financial power of attorney?
3: That is correct. Typically, a general power of attorney refers to the authority that a person gives another individual with regards to their finances and property. A health care power of attorney is specific to medical and or mental health treatment decisions only. You should choose the person who would be best in each of those roles. Sometimes that happens to be the same person, but it doesn't have to be the same person.
1: Great. If I'm too sick to make my own decisions, won't my next of kin automatically be my patient advocate and legal guardian?
2: Michigan does not have a law regarding next of kin and making health care choices for someone else. Being another adult's next of kin does not automatically mean that you're their legal guardian, as legal guardianship is a process through the court system. As Kelly discussed earlier, it's really important to have thoughtful consideration as to who you choose as your patient advocate and um, include a conversation of, is this person willing to accept the role? Will they be able to follow your wishes even if they don't agree with them? And will they be able to act in this role during a highly stressful time? Your next of kin may not be well-suited for that job.
1: What if I do not have a healthcare agent and become unable to speak for myself? If you're hospitalized at MyMichigan
2: Health, staff will look to see who your emergency contact is and reach them. If you have no one listed, we'll look for any close family member. Individuals who are without family or have not identified a preferred decision maker may need a legal guardian and as I stated earlier that is a court process which can be lengthy and costly.
1: So another great question is I'm a young person in good health. Do I really need to create a formal advance directive?
3: We recommend that Every individual over the age of 18 consider creating an advanced directive. Unfortunately, unexpected and sometimes tragic accidents happen. It's better to be prepared if an unforeseen event occurs.
1: So is a living will the same as an advanced directive in Michigan? Michigan actually does not have a law regarding
2: a living will. And by living will, I mean that is a directive that you give to the medical team about the type of care they can or cannot give to you. Michigan law requires that a patient advocate is named so that someone is able to give consent, with refusal, or withdrawal of care if you are so sick that you are unable to make that decision for yourself. The preferences for care that you share in your advance directive are for your patient advocate to interpret along with any conversations that they've had with you, any decisions that you've made leading up to that incapacity, And that is how they are to guide their uh, choices for you if you're too sick to make them yourself. Great. Again, that's why it's so important that you continue that conversation with your patient advocate so they know what's important to you.
1: Can an advanced directive include information regarding cultural or religious beliefs that are important to me?
3: Yes, we strongly encourage everyone to include details about their religious beliefs and cultural values in their advanced directives. This information can be helpful to your patient advocate to to be aware of, but also for me- any medical staff who are providing care. Okay, one last question. Is an advanced directive that has been
1: notarized valid?
2: Well, a notary can certainly act as one of the witnesses, but our law requires to appropriate witnesses for a legal document
1: thank you both we covered a lot of great information if you have further questions or would like assistance in completing your document Amy and Kelly's contact information is up on the screen again we appreciate you joining us today and we
3: look forward to helping you